Today on the No Sitting on the Sideline Dad Podcast, episode number 26. What does your child want to do when they grow up? And how are you going to pay for college? We explore those topics with my guest, Crystal Oliveira from CareerConversationalist.com. Next on the podcast. Let's do this. Welcome to the No Sitting on the Sideline Dad Podcast, a podcast about a journey of discovery and conversations about not sitting on the sideline of life. Let's get involved. Here's host Joe Foley. podcast i want to say thank you for being here i know our time is limited so thank you for listening this is the first time welcome this is a podcast about having a conversation about being involved in life not sitting on the sideline this is a weekly podcast that I have since community what i mean by that is i want to talk to you you know if you can connect to me is you can go on no sitting on the sideline.com slash contact you can find all this contact information email social media links and also, right, right in the right-hand corner, speed pipe. Just say hello. I know we're going through similar issues. What I mean is, not all of us similar, but the topics and things that we talk about, things we all go through the same stuff, one way or the other. I'm not an expert. I'm just a dad. I'm trying to get through this life one day at a time on this journey in this crazy world. So I'll tell you my guest is Christelle Oliveira from Career Conversationist, where she helps parents find their way to pay for college, also teaches parents how to guide their children and explore what they do for career. Crystal raised over $70,000 in grants and scholars to pay for her own college education to two private schools. The Fashion Institute designed and merchandising in San Francisco and also the Holy Name University in Oakland, California. Crystal has helped others get into their top college choices and help them generate money through um, grant scholarships and get their hands on experience relating creative fields. Um, help them explore maybe when they do grow up, like the power of play or career coaching or call. We also talk about how to pay for college and different ways of doing that. So, you know, there's a lot of good information. So let's jump right in. Today on the podcast, my guest, Crystal Oliviera from CareerConversationalist.com. Where she helps parents support their children, find their, and to choose their path, and help their kids afford college. Welcome, Crystal. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right, I, I'm just curious. And um, how did you get? In, how did you get involved into career coach coaching? How did you get involved in that? A lot of it just started off with I had done the right thing. I had gone to a good school, got good grades. I got $70,000 in grants and scholarship to pay for my college education. I did everything right, got a good job with a good company, and the company ended up going bankrupt. And at the time, it was during the housing collapse in 2008, and people just weren't buying fashion, and I really needed to change careers. And I didn't know where to go, how to pick a career, what to go into. I was really angry because people were like, go get a job. I'm like, no, I want a career. I want something I can be proud of. 
what industries are growing, where are the jobs. And I was just really frustrated at the lack of conversations about how to get a career. And it wasn't like I could go back on my experience in high school and be like, okay, how did I choose this path to be a fashion designer? Because in high school, it was the dot-com bubble and there was money everywhere. And I was in high school taking a fashion design class, you know, as an elective. And people were like, oh, you're good. You should go do that as a career. And that's how I picked my career as a fashion designer. I didn't do any, I didn't do a lot of research. So it wasn't like I could go back through the same steps and pick a new career. I was just really frustrated about how do I do this? What do I pick? What's going to be a good fit for me? How do I make really good money doing something I'm passionate about that utilizes my talents and my strengths? And that's kind of where this whole project started was there's got to be other people out there who are frustrated just like me. Well, it is, it is kind of true because, you know, you even have people myself who, uh, I will say I'm 42, and um, you go through life and you're like, oh, what do I want to do? What do I want to do? And like, next thing you know, you're in your mid-30s and you're like, do I really, do I really, am I doing what I'm really supposed to do? And you kind of wish that your, like your parents kind of, or you kind of figure out your path early so you could figure out your, you know, you don't be so confused about your journey. And that's the thing. So many people think, oh, I want to do this because it's cool. And then they spend, you know, college tuition for four years only to find out that that's not the career major that they wanted. And I'm like, really? You could have saved, you know, 40 grand, 100 grand, you know, instead of picking some career that they thought they would have liked and just done a little bit of career exploration in the beginning to find out if that's what they really wanted to do. Well, it's, it's interesting because, I, I mean, we're in my, my stage of life. I did to see... A lot of people who went to college for X and then, and then they're doing Y. I mean, there's, it's funny, but it's like they didn't, like, I've noticed a lot of people, I went to a tech school, and a lot of people went for that weather part they were working, and now they're not even close to what they were to school for. So it was interesting how to okay. watch it pass. So I, I, now that I guess, I guess a, a uh, transition would be, I don't know, can you want to talk a little about the careerconversations.com, your website? What, what do you, what's that all about? So what it is, is I always encourage parents to start having a career conversation with their child when they're younger. Um, I think it's really important to do certain things when they're younger and then really start having a serious conversation about junior high. And the reason being is too many parents expect their kid to know what they want to be and they don't have any life skills. And then what the careers they do think they want, a lot of it has to do with what they see as entertainment on TV And then they come in with these unrealistic expectations of what is it going to be like. And then they go through college and then they're disappointed. And so a lot of that is let's have a conversation sooner. What can you do as a family to have family time and have fun and make it an opportunity to have these really interesting conversations with your child as they're growing up. So this way you can alleviate all the stress and pressure that comes from your child being a junior or senior in high school. It's interesting. I've always wondered, well, how do you help a child spoil the corruptions? I mean, I see my son who all of a sudden I play like the, the song Footloose and I see him like he's pretending he's strumming the guitar and going, hmm, maybe he likes music. Next thing you know, he's like, Daddy, I want all the construction trucks. Maybe he likes construction. How do you, how do you, <laughs> I mean, I mean, a parent, I'm like, I'm confused. Right. No, and that's completely normal and natural. Kids go through phases. And I mean, for your audience, I know we were talking about how old your son is, so fortunately you have plenty of time to help him. And I think that's one of the things. Parents expect their child to know what they want to do. I'm like, no, you need to give your child space to play 
and figure out what are they interested in, why are they interested in it, and is this something where we want to take the career exploration deeper or not, and do we need to move on? Because you also see some parents kind of pressuring kids to do certain things, too. Yes. And that's probably one of my biggest concerns is because it used to be, you know, become a doctor, accountant, or lawyer. There was these set professions. But with the way technology is changing things, especially with automation, like a lot of these jobs are being eliminated. You know, the profession of being a doctor that was considered very prestigious, they're getting to a point where technology is so advanced in terms of being able to diagnose a patient to determine whether or not they have cancer that there's arguments being made that should humans still be allowed to diagnose people when machines have a better um, track record of being able to diagnose people than humans. And what that's going to do to the job market is going to be huge. And I think parents really need to understand how technology is changing things and the career advice that you give your child, what worked for your generation or your grandparents' generation may not be true today. That same advice may actually be detrimental to your child. It also is interesting, too, but they always hear the people who work at a certain job for the 25 years, 30 years. It's, it's changing now. It doesn't, doesn't happen as often. But, yeah. And, and that's, that's a great point. Like, so many of people grew up with pension plans, and now people don't have pension plans. Like, that's just one change in the job market. Um, so. One thing I think, how well, talk about college. I mean, college is so expensive nowadays, and it's hard. I think it's hard, to, you know, you want to make sure the kid goes to the right college, but is it really important to go to the, the big school, or can they just go to a community college? I mean, affordability, it's probably, you get the same education, but less price. Just don't go for the name. It's really, it's really about what's going to be the best fit for your child, because different children learn differently. Some kids are very social butterflies and can do really well on a very large campus, and that's where they thrive. Some kids don't. Some kids need a smaller campus with a more intimate atmosphere. And so it really depends on the school, the reputation, your child's learning abilities. There's a lot of things to take into account. And a school's reputation isn't just how prestigious it is. It's how well are they preparing their students for a career. Because you have a lot of great schools that don't get the press attention. And it could just be that they're spending so much time focusing on the students or building relationships with employers to help come in and do um, different kinds of involvement activities that maybe they're not focused on the press where some of these other universities are. So that's why people need time to really look at what's a good college? How do you determine a college's reputation? Because most people just go based upon the amount of press that they're getting, and there's a lot more to it than just that. Yeah, it's so like you can see that a lot too. I mean, I've heard people going to like state schools, and and they've done just as well a big state school than they go to a big like a big name school, and they've done very well for themselves. Or some people have gone. Ooh, yeah. People, some people haven't gone to college at all, and they've done very well for themselves too. Yep, and that's another another path, and then. I always think it's interesting because you have a lot of people who go to really big schools and then don't do as well. But you don't hear that. But there's stories out there like that. Um, what is what is a good like? How how can you help families look for affordable? How to way to afford afford college? How would be good suggestions? One, I'm always a big proponent of scholarships. 
just because one, you're using other people's money and that's always a good thing, but two, it also teaches a lot of life skills. You know, when a kid applies for a scholarship, I had one student and, you know, she's thinking, okay, midnight, but she didn't understand the difference between Eastern standard time and Pacific standard time. And so she missed the scholarship deadline because of that. And so we had this conversation and to me, it's real life skills that aren't being taught in the school system that kids need to know, especially with the internet and the ability to do business with people in different time zones. I'm like, this is a necessity for today's world. It's not being taught. And so being able to really coach her and have that conversation and help her understand that, I think that scholarships are a great way to go. It's one option to pay for college. There's lots of different ways to do it. Um, I'm a big fan of workshops and understanding, you know, how does the system calculate how much money you have to contribute to your child paying for college? There's certain money they do and don't count. How can you move money, say, from a savings account into a qualified account for retirement so that the government doesn't count that as you having that money available and increase the amount of scholarships you can get? Um, There's a lot of different tips and tricks as far as how to apply and get more money for good test scores for the ACT and SAT, which most kids have to take to get into college anyway. I mean, there's so many little tips and tricks that families can take advantage of if they plan early enough. And that's, again, why this conversation is so important, because families need to be aware of, like, instead of trying to figure it all out junior and senior year, let's start talking about what needs to be done so we can plan to make this an easier journey that's a lot more fun. I guess it can be also a lot scary, I guess, too, especially when the, the, the parents see the, the price tag of the, what the price for their college is. Um. Yeah, there's so many heartbreaking stories where kids are like, this is my dream school. I'm going to study hard, get good grades. I think, you know, financial aid is going to take care of me. My parents have money saved for college, but they never take time to, like, budget and actually look at the numbers. And then they get disappointed because they get into their dream school and the finances just don't work out because they, they just assumed everything would work out in the end. And the parents are like, that's way too much money for our budget. Like, we can't afford that. And based on the job you're going to get out of college, statistically, it doesn't make sense for you to be able to afford that student loan if you took it out. And these kids are having their hearts crushed because they didn't have that conversation. They didn't realize it. They just assumed, oh, I'm doing good. I'll go to college. Everything will be taken care of. It, and it doesn't work that way. Would it probably better to have that conversation than when they could re- when they finally graduate from college and they realize they're over a hundred thousand dollars in debt and they got to pay that back and and that could be a really huge thing to overcome. Yeah, and a lot of people it it just feels that pressure to maybe I'm not good enough. I can't get a job to pay for it. There's a lot of self doubt that comes. There's a lot of anger that comes especially with how getting a job has changed in terms of employers looking at your social media profile. And those are things that I help students when they get scholarships and they go, you know, when I work with them, we talk about how are you representing yourself? Because a lot of the scholarship judges, a lot of the college admission staff, they'll look up your child's profile online. And so when I work with students to help them start thinking about planning ahead for their future, what it does is it sets them up for when they get a job and employers start looking at their profile. They actually have a heads up and know the game and what to do and what not to do to represent themselves well. 
But with so many students, they don't understand that. They don't have that conversation. They're struggling to get a job to pay back that student loan debt. And then they don't understand why an employer might be passing them up because they don't like something they posted on social media. It's funny how social media plays such a big part now in, in everybody's life, even as adults when looking for jobs. Mm-hmm. And then, I, I see it too. Then I, I know some young people who post some stuff, they're outrageous stuff, and I'm like, that's going to follow you as you get older. Mm-hmm. Yep. I know. And you're like, no, he didn't. Oh, yeah, he did. Because once, once it's out there, it's out there. <laughs> and there's no take Yeah, you don't know who's seeing it. You don't know, yeah. How long it's going to stick around for? I mean, you think it's going to get buried and then it comes back. Um, always cracks me up social media like Facebook. It's like three years ago you posted this. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> like, oh, oh no, oh no, I didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm always thinking about these kids, and I'm like, oh, do you realize like what you're doing to your future right now? Like, it's and it's hard because parents think grow up with social media so they're not used to having these conversations because it's outside of their experience of growing up. It's a whole new world, especially, I mean, I'm an older parent myself and I can only imagine what's going to be around in, um, like I said, my son's going to be turning four soon and what's going to be around when he's ready to think about college. It's, it's going to be a whole new world then too, especially with the the advancement of social media and the change of job markets too. It's, It's, it's insane how fast technology and everything is moving so fast. Yeah, and that's why I think it's so important for you to have this conversation with your son as he's growing up. Just expose him to different areas and ideas and be okay with if one day he wants to be a construction worker and another day he wants to be something else because that means he's seeking out what he wants and what he's going to be good at. And then, you know, helping him understand, let's go to a museum, let's explore these different areas, let's talk about it he's going to be engaged in that career conversation at such a young age that it's just going to make it really easy to pivot and dive deeper and say, is this something you really want to do? Do you want to learn more about it? What can we do to help you learn more about it? It's interesting. And and, and then I wanted to talk about before, and I I just thought about it now. As I remember, t- I don't know if you did when you were in school. Do you remember taking those tests to see what your good, what like what your future career would be if you had what your likes? Do you remember taking those kind of tests? Yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Um, I don't remember exactly. It's been quite a long time since I take one of those tests, but it was interesting. Um, it, do do they have anything like that now that help kids kind of figure what they're good at? They do, and here's the thing I don't like about them is, and I remember this going through school. Is they give you a list of like all the things you'd be good at, and then kids look at the list and they're like, "What's a mechanical engineer? I don't know what that is. <laughs> Next, I don't know what that career is. Next, that career doesn't sound cool." And so what ends up happening is the kids get all these results and they don't, they don't understand what any of it means. So it's, it's, it's like, well, what good did it do for them to take a test if they don't, they don't have that exposure? And that's another one of my pet peeves. Oh, it's like, okay, so you have this whole movement going on with STEM and STEAM and to get kids involved in mathematics, engineering, technology, art, and all this stuff. But a lot of the careers, like, oh, they're pushing kids, go be an engineer. Well, what kind of engineer? There's like a whole bunch of different types of engineering we think about, mechanical, chemical. And kids are like, I don't know what that is. Like, they just have no concept. And they're just being pushed to be an engineer. 
And in their minds, they're just like, why am I, to them, it sounds scary. I'm going to commit to a degree and something has no idea what it is, what I can do with it. And that's where the jobs are. So there's just this huge lack of conversation of kids understanding where are the jobs. Like, yes, it's great. You want them to do math and science and all these great things, but you need to start talking about careers so they can start saying, how can I use this stuff? Because that's the number one thing. I don't know, like, do you remember this when you were in school? And kids were always asking, why do I need to learn this? How is this relevant? When am I going to use it? (laughs) (laughs) It's it's so funny. I'm I'm like, ah, well, I'm not, well, like, even even from your very first job, I can remember my very first job. And what was your, I'm almost curious, what was your very first job you ever had? Uh, outside of college or just in general working, working like, like, did you you work during high school? Yes. I actually worked in a consignment shop with clothing. Um, did you like any good job experience working there? What was your, I learned a lot. (laughs) I learned what I didn't like. (laughs) Um, I, I realized that you can have confrontations with management and, that can create a tension in the atmosphere, especially if they say one thing and then they don't hold up to their end of the bargain. And then as an employee, you don't want to perform as top as best as you can just because it's like, well, if they're not holding up to their agreement, why should I? Mm-hmm. And yes, I committed to this for three months, so I'm going to play out my part. But just that emotional, like, urge being angry at them and then trying to show up and be like, okay, I'm here for customer service. I'm here to do a good job. And just realizing like when you, when I was taught to get a job, it's like, Oh, go get a job, go get paid. But it wasn't like, okay, I'm interviewing you to see if I really want to work here. And I really missed that piece. And I think there was a little bit of a personality clash and they told me they'd hire me at one pay rate and then they didn't. And they hired me at a lower pay rate. So, yeah. I remember, like, I, like now I go grocery shopping in the local supermarket, which I worked there. Oh, boy, it's been a long time. When I was in my, through high school and pretty much <laughs> my 20s, and I, I'm, going to, I'm going to the you know, cashier, the cashier and the bagger, and I see them all like, oh. I'm like, you know what? I'll come see you guys in 10 years and see what you actually learn from what you're doing. Because I find that for my first job, I learned commitment, being on time. You know, I hate shaving. I absolutely hate shaving, but I had to mm-hmm. shave every day. So it was just a, a good learning experience for kids to find out, you know, learn the basic skills of, um, you know, a, a job, which is something you need in the future. That's an excellent point. And um, that's something I, I just wanted to share. I guess it was just brought to my attention, like job experience as you're younger, I guess. Anything stuff can, um, like, you know, like it's an adult when we come where I know as you were a career coach, I know you were, you talk more about about the kids and stuff, but I didn't know if you ever had your experience about adults or, you know, you get to a point going to, I really like this job anymore or to kind of explore what, how do, how would an adult kind of explore their opportunities? So that's one of the beautiful things is when you help your child explore, it helps you too, because you're having a career conversation in general And a lot of times as a parent, you might want to move up in your career or you might want to make a lateral change. And so when you're having this conversation with your kid about, well, what careers are available, what are out there, you kind of start thinking about yourself too. Like, is this where I'm at? Am I ready to grow and move on? What different direction do I want to go? And just having that support of your kid. And a lot of times your kid will model you 
they're watching you. And so if your kid sees you reading industry magazines or reading articles or talking about it at dinner or, you know, talking about the pros and cons of maybe applying to a new position, not only are you helping your own career growth, but you're demonstrating to your kid that it's safe to have this conversation. You don't know all the answers, but you're willing to go out there and look and see if this is a good fit for you or not. I guess, um, I guess wrapping up, like any final thoughts, anything you want to end parting advice you would give to parents to, um, you know, help their kids find their path? Yes. I will say that every family is different and I certainly enjoy talking to families just because, Different families have different challenges in terms of some kids are whiz kids. Other people have maybe gifts and talents that aren't recognized in the school system or maybe their child wants to go down a career path the parent is hesitant to support and might feel kind of guilty about or maybe the parent doesn't know how to uh, tell their child that they can't afford the child's dream school and they might need to look at a community college or other options. And so every family is different, and that's why I like to sit down and offer a complimentary session to talk to families. So if anybody, any of your guests are interested, I'd encourage them to schedule a discovery breakthrough session where I can help them understand some of the challenges and roadblocks they're having, and they can schedule that at careerconversationalist.com forward slash schedule. Um, And if anybody wants to reach out to you, email, social media? Excellent uh, email would be crystal at careerconversationalist.com. And social social media, you can find me either by my name, Crystal Oliveria, O-L-I-V-A-R-R-I-A, or you can also look up Career Conversationalist. Well, um, and all this stuff will be in the show notes and the links and, the, and for the podcast. Crystal, I want to thank you very much for being on the podcast today, and um, I really appreciate you being here. Thank you. Thank you for having me as a guest. Well, that's all for this episode. I want to thank you for joining me on the new City on the Sideline Dab Podcast. Also, I want to thank Crystal Olivier from CareerConversations.com for being a guest on the podcast. You can find all the show notes over at NoSittingOnTheSideline.com slash 26. Please comment on the podcast. All comments help improve the podcast. Any links we talked about in the show will be in the show notes over there at the website. I can be reached if you want to get in touch with me, just say hello, or maybe just constructing feedback. You can find all my contact me, including social media, at nosittingonthesideline.com slash contact. You know, college is expensive. Maybe it's not a bad idea to maybe have your kids to kind of explore what they may want to do. Because in the end, it's, it is expensive. So thank you for your time. Until next time, get involved with your children. Teach them, hug them, kiss them, and tell them much you love them. Because you know what? Time's short. Thank you. Take care. God bless. See ya. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Please subscribe to the newsletter to receive updates of the show and helpful and useful tips. This has been a production of Foley 42 Media.